Today on the show, a Steam game designed to stress you out as you climb higher and higher into the sky is pulled from the store because it's stressing out the creator the higher and higher it climbs in popularity. It's only down from here. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Nerds today have no idea how good they have it. Let the nerds take over! Rise and shine, nerds. Grab your coffee, wipe the sleep from your eyes, and turn up the volume as we help kick off your day with Love Thy Nerds' official morning show here on YouTube and LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the Director of Content and Resources for Love Thy Nerd. And I'm Deidre, currently scaling a giant cup of coffee. Thank you for making us your daily stop for the latest in nerdy news. Now, Monday through Friday, let's get to our top story. Only Up, one of the biggest indie games of 2023 and a huge success with YouTubers and Twitch streamers, is removed from Steam due to the developer's stress. So, hmm. Only Up is an ultra-challenging, physics-based indie game and it has been removed from steam by its creator owing it to stress created by uh sc sckr which might be sucker games only up was previously removed from steam amid accusations of copyright violations connected with various in-game assets uh, but immensely popular with youtubers and twitch streamers partly because of its intense difficulty the creator of only up has now delisted the game from valve storefront explaining that they made a lot of mistakes and wish to put the game behind them Based on data from a variety of tracking sites, at its peak, Only Up attracted some 280,000 concurrent viewers on Twitch. Like eh, that many people watching someone play Only Up at the same time. Wow. A video of the game from YouTuber Darren Jason Watkins, better known as I Show Speed, has attracted 5.6 million views in two months. Despite the success, uh, the creator of Only Up has removed the game from Steam, where it's now uh, no longer available for purchase. In an accompanying statement, the developer says that they need peace of mind and healing. He says, I'm a solo developer, and this game is my first experience in game development, a game I did for creativity to test myself and where I, make a, where I made a lot of mistakes. The creator of Only Up, known by studio name sucker games explains <laughs> the game has kept me under a lot of stress all these months and now i want to put the game behind me and yes the game won't be available on the steam store soon steam store soon that's hard to say steam mm -hmm. store soon that's what i decided myself following the statement's publication only up has since disappeared from steam the creator says they're now planning on beginning development of a new game called kith and they're planning to work with a team of people to do this and not just themselves uh, though its rating on Valve Storefront is mostly positive with over 2,000 user reviews, the title on Only Up Steam page has been changed to Not Available, and it cannot be purchased. The game's description and player data sections remain live, however. And I believe if you've already downloaded the game, you can continue to play it. I don't mm. think it is bound to the internet. Uh, so Only Up, I've seen a lot on TikTok, actually. I've seen a lot of people mm -hmm. playing it live, and I've seen clips of people. Um, it's a game where you have to jump climb and maneuver yourself ever upward on this massive obstacle course made of different assets from games and things like, you know, giant soda cans, like the thing, the joke at the beginning, giant cup of coffee, computers, 
little mazes, you know, all kinds of just crazy stuff that you just have to keep climbing up. And it goes forever, like just super high. One slip up and you are likely falling all the way to the bottom. What? Occasionally you might hit and land on something below you. Mm-hmm. But most people, or at least most of the clips you see, they're just like, well, we're done. We're just going to fall forever now. And it does. <laughs> it shows you falling forever all the way to the bottom again. Uh, and having people lose their mind because they've been there for hours, man. They've oh been climbing God. for hours. Oh, my God. And they have one slip up, hit the wrong button one time, and they plummet. Wow. And they just lose their mind and quit and all this. Hours? <laughs> Indie games getting too popular too fast can be a major headache uh, mm-hmm. because the community around it takes on a life of its own, uh, and it's up to the creator to keep it working and keep it growing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Inner Sloth made Among Us, and mm-hmm. nobody cared about it for like two years. Right. And then the pandemic kind of sent that game to the moon. They had a small team at that point, but even then, it was like a lot to keep up with because suddenly it was super popular. Uh, they had already moved on to other projects, and mm-hmm. they had to all refocus back on improving this game that they thought was dead on arrival. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the closest comparison would be the game Flappy Bird. Okay. Do you remember Flappy Bird? It was like a little little 2D sprite that you had to like tap to keep in the air because it would move I up and down. I think I do remember You have that. to get in between the little uh-huh. pipes. Uh-huh. And it was insanely hard. And getting beyond two or three pipes was almost impossible most of the time. I remember you showing but it was, me that. Yeah, yeah, but it was so addictive <laughs> and so frustrating. <laughs> it was like that. It was like that that hate addiction. You know, it's just like I've got to get past ten. I can never get past ten. <laughs> and then you'll spend the next like eighteen, not even getting close to ten. You'll get to one and two, and you're like, ah! And the more you do that, the more frustrated and determined you are. I will get past ten. And so you'll play that for two hours and not even realize it. And it <laughs> very little I game mechanic, too. Speaking from experience. <laughs> um, so the creator of that game was stressing out with the guilt that the game was so addictive. Mm. <laughs> he was making I could see that. I he was see making that. like fifty thousand dollars a day. Oh my gosh. And he voluntarily cut off the money hose himself. He's like, that's it. Because he felt so bad. <laughs> he was stressed out so much. But anyway, I think it's just too much for one person. Yeah. Um, like the closest comparison that I have in my personal life is running a Facebook group. So Megan Cannon and I ran Back Row Baptist Church, which was a Christian meme group based around the Back Row Baptist Twitter account that I had long mm-hmm. ago, long time ago. And it was great. It was fun mm-hmm. until it got too popular. And once we had like 5,000 members, it was a horrific experience and I hated it. Mm-hmm. Every day was just putting out fires, putting out fires, putting out fires. We added more and more mods. It was never enough to keep up. Mm-hmm. Megan and I eventually had to exit it and pass it on to some of the mods who had more energy to do what needed to be done. And the group, uh, I think now has over 15,000 members seems to be growing strong. Um, they just needed the right leaders and the right team. Mm -hmm. You can have a great idea and a successful launch. It doesn't mean that you're the person to lead the project forever. Right. Like I'm good at a lot of things. I'm not good at that. 
<laughs> but there are people that are. <laughs> oh, it's like a full-time job <laughs> mm-hmm. to keep up with all that. So imagine you've got thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Mm-hmm. Like if there are 12,000 user reviews, when you know less than 10% of people are leaving a review ever. Right. Just imagine how many people are playing that game. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a bunch of complaints to deal with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know, like it said early on, he had to take it down because when he built it himself, he's using assets, you know, from other games to you know make into these giant things. Like, okay, I got to reskin all this kind of stuff and replace it. Mm-hmm. Like, you're getting criticized from all corners, mm-hmm. and you have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. And if, if something breaks, you have to fix it. You have to fix it fast. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what else is going on in your life. You got a mom in the hospital or whatever. Sorry. Everybody's waiting. The entire world is waiting on you to fix this game so they can play it on Twitch right now. Uh, Like, that's just, it's too much. mm -hmm. It's too much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Too much pressure. In other news today, Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy, the uh, Batman, the Dark Knight trilogy, rather, is returning to theaters for Batman Day. Batman Day is September 16th. And uh, Warner Brothers and DC have got several things planned to celebrate the occasion. And one of the big events has been uh, announced that Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy is set to return to theaters for a limited run. So not just for that day, but for like a couple weeks, all three movies are going to be in a lot of bigger theaters across the nation. Cool. So those weren't so long ago. Like we saw all three of those in theaters. Did we? Okay. Yeah. We saw Batman Begins. <laughs> we saw The Dark Knight. We saw The Dark Knight Rises. We saw them all. It was 2005, 2008, and 2012. Okay. But. Wow. That's before kids. It was before our kids. Wow. <laughs> but there are a lot of like teenagers now who have only seen those movies at home. Right. Mm-hmm. And now they're going to get to see. Those, mm-hmm. are, those are some of the best superhero. That might be the best superhero movies ever. Mm-hmm. Like. Better than any of the Avengers and Marvel movies. Better than any other movie DC has come out with before or since. Those three Batman movies are works of art. (laughs) That trilogy was darn near as close to perfect as it could be. Uh, So, yeah. I I mean, we talked about this yesterday about bringing, you know, classic movies back in. Uh for for, uh, National Cinema Day. But just bringing it back at all, I think there should be a trend that we keep going with. Um, I know this is probably really just a scam to get people to keep paying money to theaters and movie studios during the writer's strike. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. But I still like it. Because this Uh really wasn't a thing before the pandemic. Yeah. Not I'm big like, theaters. You'd have like you'd mm-hmm. have like those little little local theaters, those little um even like weird art house theaters or whatever to be like, hey, we're screening this movie from the nineteen sixties mm-hmm. that nobody's ever seen in theaters that's alive today. <laughs> Something like that. Some Old weird movies thing. In the park. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. They have stuff like that. But it was rare mm-hmm. that you could get like the big cinema experience watching a classic movie. Mm-hmm. And I love the idea. Of being able to see these. Even though I've seen all three of those Batman, the Dark Knight trilogy movies, mm-hmm. several times over to the point where I know exactly what's going to happen. And I got a lot of the lines memorized, especially the middle one with Heath Ledger. <laughs> <clears throat> the thought of being able to go and watch that on the big screen with a room full of people 
who are there knowing they love the movie already too. Right. It just, gosh, it sounds like a great human experience, doesn't it? <laughs> like when I went and saw the midnight premiere of Spider-Man Far From Home, which was the first midnight premiere I ever went to, that was at a freaking event. It was so different from any other time I've been to the movie theater. And it was packed, right? And it was packed. Mm -hmm. And it was just every reaction was so good. Mm -hmm. Made me really want to see uh, No Way Home when you knew that it was going to be Andrew Garfield and and uh, Tobey Maguire back in there. I really wanted to be in theaters for that. <laughs> but, I mean, it was so good. And so doing this, I feel like I feel like it's a great way. A great way to get a little bit of nostalgia going for the fans, mm -hmm. but making it a big event. Mm -hmm. It's just good. It's just good. It's good. I approve of it. Let's keep it going. <laughs> uh, Last, we've got some food news today. We've got two food newses here for you. I like food. Food, food items that are coming that are new, that are exciting. So Wendy's has had their chocolate frosty for forever. Mm -hmm. They've had the vanilla frosty for at least as a regular item for like the last few years. Mm -hmm. They've been testing the strawberry frosty mm -hmm. off and on with, I think they've brought it back twice at least. So, I mean, it's been fairly successful, at least enough to yeah. warrant a once a year a kind of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now starting on the 12th, they're going to be offering a pumpkin spice frosty. Ooh. Pumpkin spice frosty. Uh, it's <laughs> it's going to have. Let's see, where is it at? Delect, the delectable texture frosty fans know and love, with hints uh, hints of pumpkin and a blend of warm spices like cinnamon and nutmeg, for mm -hmm. a taste of familiar fall flavors in every bite. <laughs> I got I got I beef with our local Starbucks. Our local Starbucks. Yeah. Talking about uh -huh. Wendy's. What's wrong I, with our I local know, Starbucks? But you said pumpkin spice. <laughs> They've come out with pumpkin spice, uh -huh. you know. My friend was going to Starbucks and she was like, hey, you want me to get you anything? They got a brand new feature on the menu. I was like, ooh, this pumpkin spice yummy goodness looks mm -hmm. good. They were out. They were out. Of course. Of all pumpkin spice. <laughs> you know we all want it. Could you just... You know as soon as you open the pumpkin spice door, yeah. it's a floodgate. Yeah. You need to be prepared. I don't understand why you didn't have more. But anyway, I'm excited to try a pumpkin spice frosty. That would be interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It would be different. Are you going to dip your French fries in it? I don't think so. <laughs> it just uh, that's, that's kind of what I was thinking. I'm like, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> a pumpkin potato doesn't sound good. <laughs> pumpkin spice potatoes. Maybe if they had sweet potato fries. Mm -hmm. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. I, could, I, I don't know how, but that really does change it in my mind. That actually sounds amazing. Because you, yeah, because you do cinnamon on those, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. as exciting as that one is, uh -huh. Taco Bell. <laughs> okay. Pumpkin, Pumpkin spice. spice Doritos Locos Tacos. No. Uh, <laughs> Taco Bell is testing a new Mountain Dew Baja Blast flavored <gasps> gelato. Gelato? Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay. It, it's like a little, you got a little like, not a pint, but you know, one of those little containers. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> they're testing it out, I think, at only one store right now. Oh. Uh, but it, it's got like a little, little gelato spoon in the lid that you can pop off. And 
apparently it's hitting really strong with everybody who's trying it. Yeah. People are saying like, it's better. Baja Blast is better as a gelato than it is as a soda. Oh no. Like. And you love Baja. Tropical lime gelato gives me like a sherbet kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. thought process. Mm -hmm. Sounds amazing. It sounds amazing. Uh, but yeah, I think it's already gone at this point. It was in uh, Irvine, California, which is, um, they have a specific restaurant in Irvine, California that does um, these kind of tests for all their new products. And uh, they're usually there for about two weeks, as long as the supplies last. Hmm. But uh, this is this is exciting. Tristan Birch says, it always comes back to Taco <laughs> Bell for Matt. It really does. <laughs> when we were doing the old show, uh, we had a food, fast food or junk food news segment every Tuesday. Where we went through a whole bunch of stuff, and there was almost always a Taco Bell, a Taco Bell feature. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so I, I really kind of that's that's what I want more than anything. I don't. I want that far more than a pumpkin spice frosty. <laughs> I want to try that. I hope that it ends up on Taco Bell menus everywhere. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. That's all the news. We're going to take a quick break. <laughs> <laughs> but when we come back, I've got something to just. To get off my chest. <laughs> I got something to just, to just to get off to there. Just, say. just take it out of the get we got all right. And uh we'll share it today in Nerd History too. Stick around. <laughs> everyone, I'm Danessa McPherson, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. Today, I'm reviewing the Angel Eyes Trilogy book series, written by Shannon Didmore and published by Rutledge Hill Press. The Angel Eyes Trilogy is going to have an upcoming new cover reveal at the end of September. You can follow Shannon Didmore on Facebook at ShannonDidmore-Author, Instagram at ShanDiddy, and her website at shannondidamore.com. The three books in this trilogy include Angel Eyes, Broken Wings, and Dark Halo. They follow Brielle and Jake through what would seem like Helen back again with an angelic guardian and hostess friends. They are constantly being surrounded by demons and darkness that, at times, seems to take its toll on these two young people who have had their fair share of hardships and heartbreak. When a beautiful and mysterious halo is brought into the mix, a constant battle between huge angels with metal wings and nightmarish demons builds out into an all-out savage war that only Brielle witnesses, and a twist brought in that can answer questions that have plagued Brielle and her father. Brielle begins questioning her wavering faith and whether this is this sight is a gift or a curse. With the undertone that love conquers all, and we are never truly alone because God is always present, the reader can find themselves cheering, crying, and rejoicing with the characters throughout the story. This is a young adult Christian fiction book that is full of thrills, twists, and turns. I would compare the series as a mix between Frank Peretti's This Present Darkness with Stephanie Meyer's Twilight Saga. Instead of vampires and werewolves, there are angels and demons. When you take these and add a very real God who is there throughout the whole book, it is nothing short of amazing. I highly recommend this series for those that are fans of young adult books, 
fictions, thrillers, and who enjoy a love story that doesn't come easy and leaves the reader on the edge of their seat trying to figure out what is going to happen next. That's all for this review. Once again, I'm Denise McPherson. You can follow my bookstagram at faith underscore love underscore and underscore bookstagram or hang out and see what games I'm playing and other Instagram shenanigans at bless.this.messy.life. And remember, Deuteronomy 31.8, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Welcome back to Rise and Shine Nerds, LTN's official morning show here on YouTube and LTN Radio. For this next segment, Deidre is taking the reins with something to get off her chest. Deidre, take it away. Okay. I wanted to take this time to highlight an awesome game for kids. So, <laughs> You have a positive thing? I do. I know. It's not like any beef I have with anybody. So anyway, <laughs> or ways to embarrass me for my public or ways to embarrass Matthew. Yeah. He hasn't done anything embarrassing that I know about. You know, I was gone yeah. for a day and a half. Uh-huh. This week, so uh-huh. You don't know what I did. Anyway. Um, so I thought, uh, you know, our, our nerd culture, we, we pander to with <laughs> our nerd culture that we gaslight. We're not even really nerds. We're sports jocks. I don't feel like, like I feel like I'm not nerdy enough to be on the show. I I feel like a poser. I'm a poser nerd. You're a poser nerd. <laughs> anyway, um, I have recently uh, we went camping, and I have a two year old daughter. She's like barely two, and um, she's used to like just going in her crib at night and just sleeping. You know, yeah, we, she just goes to sleep by herself. Well, she does. It's great. While we were camping, I had to get her to go to sleep next to me in an air mattress. So uh, we played on my phone a little to get her to sit still long mm. enough, you know, to kind of get sleepy used to. Yeah. Which, you know, everyone says you're not supposed to stare at your phone because it doesn't get you sleepy. But it worked for her. <laughs> um, but we played this cute caterpillar game. Uh, it's, it's by, it's Hungry Hungry Caterpillar, or The Very Hungry Caterpillar. There we go. Oh, it's like based on the book. Yeah, yeah. Very Hungry Caterpillar. Uh. One of my favorite books to read. Story Toys does the app. But, I mean, and we've had this for a long time, but I was, like, like with Eli, I paid for it to be, you know, the full version, because he loved it so much. But the little caterpillar... From the story, he wakes up and it's like his own little world that they've made for your toddler to play with. It's like similar, I would say, to Animal Crossing. You know, you just run around. Just and like do an op- open world, like yeah, an open just sandbox. Just an open world for kinda. them to just have fun with with this little caterpillar. He's got toys that you can get out and play with. There's like a painting spot. He can get on this little boat and go around the river. 
You pull down fruit for him to eat because he's the hungry caterpillar. <laughs> You've got little plants you can water. It's just the cutest thing. And she loves it. Like every <laughs> night, like I got her addicted to the thing. She would she would lay down and she'd go, caterpillar, caterpillar. But I thought, you know, that is a fun, like, way to introduce your toddler mm-hmm. to, like, a little bit of gaming. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you you can carry the caterpillar. You can, like, push him around, you know, on there. and <laughs> Beat him up. He interacts with things as you're, like, you know, Make in the world. Make him find a cockroach. <laughs> there is this little butt, wind-up bug toy. You push it, and it, it'll, like, it'll, like, crawl to him and, like, bump him. And he goes, ah, you know. <laughs> I love that freaking book and yeah, Natalie yeah. loves it. So yeah. I can see why she would like the yeah. game version. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's cool. and there's no, you know, nothing pops up for you to buy maybe because I paid for yeah, it. Yeah, probably because you paid probably for it. Probably because I paid for it, but how much was it? I don't even know because it was like It can't be that much. Nine years ago. Yeah. And it, it can't be followed that much. me on my phone, you know, and I've like every kiddo has well, that means it it's still there. Yeah, if it's followed you on your phone, that means it's still there. Yeah, I looked recently because it has it to re-download it. Was, it. Um, like last update to fix bugs, bugs and stuff was 2022. So they're okay, like good. still keeping up with it too. Yeah, I thought I would. I thought I would highlight it. It's the very hungry caterpillar. Yeah, app. App. All right, I like it. I'm going to look at it. I know you've had it all this time. I don't think I've ever like seen it in action. Yeah. I mean, I had fun playing with it because she can't like do a lot of stuff with it. Right. So I'm like sitting there like, you know, she's watching playing with the caterpillar. (laughs) Yeah. Adorable. (laughs) Oh, and you know, by the end of it. So he, you, you wake him up. He's like, you take this little leaf over him and he wakes up and he plays and he's got to get like enough food and enough playtime for that day. And then you can have him go back to sleep. And he does it a couple times and eventually turns into a butterfly. That's beautiful. And then you have like another little cocoon that ha- that opens up for a new caterpillar. New caterpillar. Uh-huh. That's beautiful. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <clears throat> All right. Well, now to wrap up the show. It's time for Today in Nerd History. <laughs> Today's date is September 12th. On September 12th, 1959, Bonanza premiered. This long-running and popular American Western TV series followed the adventures of the Cartwright family on their ranch near Virginia City, Nevada in the 1860s. On September 12th, 2006, Cooking Mama released in the U.S. This cookery simulation game for the Nintendo DS features various mini-games and recipes and uses the touchscreen for different kitchen tasks under the guidance of Mama. On September 12, 2018, Shadow of the Tomb Raider released. This action-adventure game follows Laura Croft's journey to stop a Mayan apocalypse and become the Tomb Raider she is destined to be, while exploring diverse and challenging environments, tombs, and puzzles. Find out more nerdy facts about today's entries at lovethynerd.com slash nerdhistory.
We hope you have a fantastic day, and we thank you for making Rise and Shine Nerds a part of it. Catch us every weekday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern on YouTube and 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. on LTN Radio. You can also subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app or through the Love Thy Nerd YouTube channel so you can catch up on any episodes you missed. And tell us what you think of the show via our socials at Rise and Shine LTN on Facebook and Twitter. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. I'm Deidre. And as always, a reminder. Jesus loves you, nerds.